many people do you think will show up at noon? I'm going to say three. You know, just keep it in your peripheral vision. Anyway, guys, enough of me. Let's get started with church. Take it, Jesse. Thanks. Thank you. It's not going to rain today, right? Good morning. <clears throat> Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. I have a mint in my mouth to clear my throat up. Um, thank you for being with us. You can get involved by going to our chat line on the YouTube channel there, and Hake will get to your questions and comments, all right? Um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers around the world, and happy Mother's Day to the ladies here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How y'all? I want to, um, with all this mess going on in the world, if some of you don't mind commenting on it, uh, the abortion, the food thing that's happening, gas prices, crime through the roof, it just seems to be getting bad, worse and worse and worse. So would someone like to comment how they feel about this, what you think about all this? How are you feeling about all this? Oh, hold on one minute. It's a little scary to raise um, a daughter in this time of age. Thankfully, we only have one. so yeah. uh, We have four boys, so we've already done the whole. They're already older. But she's our little one and our baby. But it's a little bit, it's a little intimidating. We, you know, I, I want to teach her how to sh- shoot a gun. Or <laughs> how to what? How to shoot a gun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah I do. I do, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It's a little intimidating. And what's intimidating about it? I think uh, just because she is so she's made with love and she's so loved like her heart she's just such a good good girl like a good person already you could see how good her soul will be when she gets older it's a little scary to teach her that there are those types of things that she has to look out for right you know like warn her like hey <clears throat> not everybody could be your friend at school or you know you can't make a friend out of anybody right Right now, at her age, we all know things as adults. So when she comes to that age, then I'll warn her about those things. So, are you afraid for her or for yourself? I guess it would be the both of us. Because how would I react if something would happen to her? That's what I would be afraid of. If something were to happen to her, and afraid for her, just learning the crap that goes on in this world. You know, like learning about. The ugly in the world that we have, yeah. So we just try to stay as good as we can. Um, I've been with her dad eleven years, so and she's only nine. So we're working on. She's our only one at home, so we're working on it. (laughs) Um, What scares you the most? The the crime, or the food shortages, or uh, Um, what is it that scares you the most when you think about it? The people that are close to us. Oh, the people that are closer to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Meaning what? Um, who we should keep her around, who she should learn from. 
Oh, I see. You know, who's helping us raise her. Based, like, not helping us raise her, like, her teacher. You know, she's in her life a lot. Is this your first um, time here? It is. Oh, welcome. Thank you. What's your name? Latricia. We spoke before once on the phone oh, a couple nice. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I just What's wanted that? to, I thanked you for coming into um, his world because then he brought you into our world. And then, right on. Yeah. Now we're here. Nice. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. Okay. Are you, what's your name? My name is Larissa. Larissa, nice name. Are you, are you afraid? Um, well, a little. Of what? Um, the world a little. You're afraid of the world? Kind of. And what do you, uh, do you know what you're afraid about in the world, of the world? Um, probably, um, the, all the things that have been going on, probably everything. Do you talk to your parents about what you're afraid of? No, not yet. You don't talk, and why not? Um, because I never really thought of it like that yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, whenever you have things going on, make sure you talk to your parents about it. Okay. Especially your father. I will. You don't want to grow up with fear. All right? Do you have anger? Um, <laughs> a little. You do? And what yeah. gets you angry sometimes? Mm. <sighs> Probably when people... Or just not um, nice or not, I don't know, just not nice. Oh, okay, I yeah. understand that. I want you to practice not being angry. Okay. All right? Because anger is of the devil. It's not of God. It's not of you. It just feels like it's you, but it's not you. So don't speak up, but don't be angry. Okay. And then your life would be amazing, all right? Okay. I mean, I'm glad you came. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> what are you feeling? This is, is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, what's your name? David. Welcome, David. Thank you. Nice. Um, how do you feel about what's happening? Abortion, food, gas, war, um, it's, crime? It's a little saddening, but I don't, really, I don't really give it much thought. Like, I don't let it bother me. Right. Or any type of way. I try to teach them, like, I didn't know she was scared of that stuff until yeah. right now. That's why she should, because kids don't normally talk to their parents about those things. Yeah. And they should be able to talk about it. Yes, yeah. Um, what are you sad about? As you say you feel a little sad about what's happening. Just about how the country is, is going, the direction is going. And you and feel a little sad about it? Yeah. Uh, wh- what is that feeling? Um, I guess it's not really a feeling, just like, my thoughts just thinking about it, I guess. I don't really let it. Is there one thing me. that bothers you most? Crime, food, shortage, gas prices, or mm-hmm. war, or the illegal aliens? It, or is it all the same with you? No, just, it's just all the same. It is all the no same. No particular thing really bothers me like that. Why do you think <clears throat> all this is happening? Or have you thought about that? Um, I think it's sex before marriage, I think. Like That's abortion. Making all, all this that? happen? I think so. Oh. Yeah. I think. If uh, if people would get married before sex, then abortions wouldn't be a problem, and I think a lot of things will kind of fix itself a little bit. Oh, okay. 
Do you think that abortion is a problem? Yes. And why do you think abortion is a problem? Um, um, I don't know, really. I guess because uh, people think it's okay for, to do that, I guess. Oh, okay. Why do you think abortion happens? Um, probably irresponsibility. Irresponsibility? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Nice. Well, thanks for coming, man. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, Jesse. How do you feel about all this that's going on? Um, it's a mess. It's a mess? Yeah, big time. Uh, I feel like I'm paying attention for the first time in my life where I see the world and I see all of the mess and all of the degeneracy and everything that's, that's happening. And it's just, it's such a shame because before I used to, you actually you've once, I think it was at church, you brought it up once about how does, does the devil know that he's the devil? And do we know that we're being little devils? I don't think the world's not paying enough attention. We're not aware of what we're doing. Yeah. And because we're not aware of what we're doing, everything is just crumbling beneath us. And now that I'm paying attention, now that I'm seeing these things, I'm aware that people aren't paying enough attention at all. And things are just backwards, and the order's not there, and it's just so much. People are just not seeing. They're not paying attention, and and they're missing it. And it's right there in front of them. And now that I'm seeing all of these things, I just find it so amazing that that people can be so blind. And it just amazes me. I understand it, but I don't at the same time. Right. Are you afraid? No. Not at all? No. How about if you wake up one day with no food to eat? Um, we're doing what-ifs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, That's a good comeback. I mean, if you have a sense of of calm about you, if you're internally, spiritually ready, then I think you'll know what to do. Do you think people should stockpile food like they did during the end time? Remember the end time was coming? You might have been born then. (laughs) Like 30 years ago, the end time was coming, right? And people were buying food, all kinds of food, right? And, and guns and ammunition. And then the end time didn't happen and the food rotted. <laughs> it had to throw the food out. Do you think we should stock up like that again? I think we should have our, um, our wits about us and have sense and, and common sense and not be afraid. I was lucky enough to be raised by a logical father who, who I guess somewhat wasn't necessarily a planner, but understood that you have to be ready no matter what comes your way. Yeah. And it could be a food shortage. It could be a personal thing in your life. But there are different ways to pivot and to adjust. But that has to happen, I guess, within you first. And I think if you have that in you, I don't really think it necessarily matters if it's a food shortage or whatever it may be. If you're ready for it internally, then I think you'll be fine. Oh, Okay. Amazing. How do you feel about what's going on? Um, I'm excited that possibly the U.S. government at the federal level will recognize a baby in the womb. But you I don't. What now? I'm excited that you know we possibly will maybe recognize that it's a baby in the womb at the federal level. With, and why do you think that's going to happen? Well, I mean. 
science shows since 73 when Roe v. Wade was but passed. But science is showing it forever, but why do you think the government got to recognize it? Well, because some stuff is happening. I don't know. Some stuff's happening in the news about Roe v. Wade. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. And you think that that's going to wake up the government? No, but I just think that's, like, encouraging. I don't feel sad, though, or, like, I don't really feel anything about the mess. So with all the stuff that's going on in the world, you're not bothered at all by it? Not really. Why not? Well, because remember we learned how, like, the billboard is not attacking you? That is, like, assimilation. So we realize now that all that is just the world. The world is insane. They're living in their imagination. So it's, like, to be expected, yeah? What should be expected? People killing each other and trying to starve their own citizens. I mean, that's just what human So does. for you, you have no worry about anything that with the food shortages, the gas prices, the war, now this whole abortion stuff going on. Um, and I was told this morning that I guess Ukraine is the one that made the fertilizer for the food. And so Ukraine is not sending it to us. Is that right? Not it. Somebody not sending it. Are you worried about food shortages and things like that? No. And why not? We have a lot of lemon trees and stuff in California. So what now? We have a lot of, like, fruit trees in California. I'll just, like, be one of these bums on the street. Are you joking or are you serious? No, I'm so serious. I'm, I don't really, I'm not, like, worried, no. I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to make you worry. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Let me ask you this, and then I, I'll come to you. Um... If you saw a woman in the market or walking down the road, a man or a woman, father or mother, and they were yelling at their child or beating the child upside the head, how would you feel about that? I wouldn't feel anything. So what? I wouldn't feel anything. Why not? Because that's, I can't control that. It's none of my business. So why even waste my energy on that? And so you just walk by, oh, wow, that's That's cool. a sad situation for the, for the young one, but like we always say, we get what we deserve. So, I mean... So you think the young one deserved that? No, the parents going through that whole situation, they're deserving that. But again, the child's the one, you know, suffering the most. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't feel anything about it? I mean, it depends how bad are they hitting them, like like physically hurting them really bad or spanking them or ear pulling? You know, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you know how mothers tend to get angry with the child at the store. Right. And they just yell and scream, come back here. Yeah, yeah. And then the child come over, they smack him. I, I see, man, it's messed up, but, I mean, that's how she... You what now? I would say that's a messed mess situation, but that's how she handles herself, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's like a brutal attack where they're literally beating the children, of course, I'd step in and say, hey, because I guess there's limits. At that point, I guess, it's, if it becomes apparent and obvious to the world, I mean, you'd have to step in, I believe. I mean... Okay, uh, what do you think about what's going on in the world today? Uh, Especially it, in America. Uh, I'm actually happy. I'm happy this is all happening. Oh, you are. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, I'm glad the people you're next to Holland. The people need. To, uh, this is exposing everything from all the the fraudness, the the, the corruption at every level. The government at work, uh, even individuals. You could you could see the the fraud. They're just coming out of the woodworks everywhere. You so, think people see what's going on? Uh, they're starting to wake up, but because again, the people that had no fear, we spoken up since all this has been happening. So. 
they called you crazy, whatever, but they're realizing, wait a minute, the world's crazy. We got to get back to common sense, okay. which, is, which comes from God. So, again, the devil is at the top level right now. So the only thing, it can't get any worse. So why wouldn't we all return what back to What can't get worse? Uh, the situation. Why not? Why can't it get worse? I mean, spiritually. Spiritually. I'm talking about spiritually. Oh, why can't that get worse? Because, I mean, look at the world. It's crazy. It's insane. This guy attacked um, Dave Chappelle. You see that? Yeah. He went on stage and attacked him. Well, that guy got a, um, he didn't get a felony. He got a misdemeanor. That's getting worse. You know what I mean? Isn't it like getting worse? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, if you think about it. It can't get worse. Comedy's under attack. They're trying to set the president to like not be able to have free speech when you're making jokes. They're trying to label it as statements that you're making, but those are just jokes. So they're going, everything's under attack. But the point thing can get worse. Yeah, yeah, with the corruption, the corrupt DA, the corrupt, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's bad. But again, it's beyond my control. Uh, the people, again, the people will, will wake up and the sleeping giant will wake up one day, hopefully. Hopefully sooner than later. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, yes, sir. When you think about it all that's going on, and how do you feel about it? Uh, I would say I don't. I don't feel any particular way about it. I don't react to it. Before, I would have gotten angry. Now I don't. Um, like with the food shortages, you know, food, you can, people who stockpile food for the end times, for instance, right? You don't really need to stockpile food. You just have to know that God will provide, and maybe he'll provide you with a plan beforehand so that your life can be set up for food and fertilizer. Like maybe you get away from the violence and the corruption of the city and the DA by getting away from the city because the cities are a center for a lot of the chaos we're talking about. You can go out into the country. You can make fertilizer. You can grow food if you make that choice, if the spirit guides you there. Abortion is a similar thing. I, I, don't, I guess the best way I could put it without getting into specifics on each thing is um, I could feel a certain way about the war or about the food or about abortion, but it's not my place to, one, live in my thoughts about it, to judge people who I think don't see. Uh, it's just my job to kind of put my faith in God because, you know, the devil deceives us, right? And I'm, I'm still falling for the devil's deception if I have some kind of judgment or some kind of feeling about what I see going on, like, what are you doing to prepare? Uh, well, if it comes to like, like I think we're already in a food shortage, right? Like I think we're going to have full shelves of empty food, which is what's happening now. So maybe I get some livestock and I learn to garden better. We all talk that, about... Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah. You get the livestock? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? And I bought property outside so of So you like, bought a, a mule? No, I'm getting like chickens and <laughs> I've raised goats before and oh. I'm learning how to... I'm getting more um, comfortable with, you know, like skinning animals and like learning how to process, uh, you know, like like livestock meat, like whether it's growing rabbits. Are you doing that now? Yeah, I used to do it before, but I'm getting more comfortable with it. Like I just watched a video of someone skinning a goat. It was hard to watch, but like I got to know how to do stuff like that if I want to live off of my own, like um, if I want to create like, you know. If I want to follow the message God's sending me and create, like, bounty for myself and the people I care about, yeah. I need to be able to be strong. And yeah. it's not easy to kill an animal and skin it and prepare the meat. It's, it's not. not. 
I mean, it's not if for us probably it's not. not. For me. I've I've I've, I've lived in the city my whole life, right? Do you know so how to kill a chicken? Yeah. You, I killed a chicken before. How do you kill a chicken? Well, the way my grandfather taught me is you just grab it and you use its body weight and you swip it around to make the head pop off. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and then you put it in a little feather thing. But but I guess the point I'm making is the point I'm making is uh you know I always come it's back. It's fun, Chili, and then you watch it. Yeah, I, it, it, is kind of, the it is kind of funny the first time you kill a chicken. I'm not gonna lie. You know how to kill a hog? Uh, I have um, I have seen someone kill a hog, and I've skinned one and cooked one, but I've never killed it myself. Uh, I would assume I just. How do you it. kill it? I would assume I would either use one of those um, compressed air like pistons, like they use in the farms, or I a shoot what? it in. The, well, they have these things now where you use a tank of compressed air with a metal piston and you put it on the back of the hog's head, and when it's fully pressurized, it just sends a bolt into the, he- into the brain, and then they die instantly. But I would assume you just shoot it with a rifle. Oh, yeah? That's not the way we did it. <laughs> well, you string them up and then cut we'll them? You take an axe, and we'll take the back of the axe and smash it right in the head. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> you, better, you better out. hit it right on the bullseye. He'll fall out, and then we cut his neck. Yeah? Is that right? Thank you. Wait, we need to oh, take a little gun, and that's not killing ho- hogs a hog. Are also, hogs are also real rude when they get older, so you probably won't feel bad doing that. Pigs are real jerks once they get older. It's because they're smart. Yeah. That's right. But I will say, the point I'm making is, uh, to make a long story short, as you put it, um, I feel like I always come back to this idea of how Satan is known in the Bible as the great deceiver. And I remember when we talked a while back about me getting upset about the mask and the sauna. And I was being deceived that I knew better. And I was, I was judging my fellow man. Even my enemies, right? It says, love your enemies like you love yourself. Like, yeah. understand them. And it's not my... When I'm judging or thinking I see the mess and they don't see it... It's amazing how the tricked. non-judgmental people judge. And they don't even know they're judging. Yeah. And then they think they're better. They're judging. They, they're better than anyone else. Anyone that judge anyone for anything at any time, I don't care if Hitler walked in here. And I don't know much about Hitler. I just know what I've been hearing. We should not judge Hitler. Well, then because we're no the better than the, the woman that's slapping the kid upside the head. The people who are trying to stop the food shortage. There's not one person on earth who's any better than those people. Not yeah. one. You always say when you're doing stuff like that, you're worshiping the devil. And I feel yeah. like at first, myself, and I'm sure, I, I can't speak for others, but I'm sure others will feel like it's almost shock value. But then I start really thinking on it, really like let, smoking on it, as you say. And you know, like, the devil is the great deceiver. He will do anything to deceive you. And yeah. we spoke about it before. I mentioned he, you really can set yourself free when you realize the devil has no force. He's never forced you to do anything because that's not how he wins. He has to get you to do it. You talked about the story of Job. He, just, he couldn't just kill Job. That wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. He had to let Job turn from God by tricking him. And That's where everybody must get to know themselves. And you'll see, eventually you will see, because you don't see right away, but you will see that the devil is influencing you. The devil influences you, but the devil tells tell you that somebody else is influencing you. He will tell you it's not you, it's someone else. And you believe it, he got you. Mm-hmm. And you'll do crazy things and feel justified by it. It's the dark. With people who are supposed to be praying, either out loud prayer or observation prayer, they still let the devil run them and they don't know it. 
The devil doesn't know he's the devil. How do you feel about the food thing that's going on, all this mess? And then I got to move on. I used to be really afraid about it, I would say, like maybe a year and a half ago uh, when I was starting to see a lot of articles about it and people really talking about it. And I got that panic feeling of, oh, I need to be a part of this and buy food and save... By the buckets, yeah. Um, and it's funny, that, it's funny that you talk about the end times because my parents, when it was Y2K back, you know, when it was like 1999. Was that like 20, 20 years ago? 30 years so, ago? Yeah, 22 years ago now. Oh, okay. My mom bought like the buckets, you know, because she thought that the world was ending. So like I grew up around that, that mentality. Oh, you did? I suppose, yeah. But now I don't really think about it. What I've come to realize is it's like in this very moment I have everything I need I have a shelter I have food I have water and so I don't really think past that and I know that whatever comes God will provide it for me and so I don't worry as a woman as a woman (laughs) do you fear like when you're out and about now are you worried about someone attacking you robbing you or walking up on you knocking you out or or taking your watch um Well, I don't wear a watch, so I don't worry about that. But I think that I'm just more aware. Um, I did get a taser, so... Oh, you got a taser? I did, yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) I don't have it with me, so you don't have to worry. Um, But I just... Thanks for letting me know that, too. You're welcome. (laughs) I I just have more self-awareness to see, like, what's around me and paying more attention, like, not necessarily staring at my phone... Just, yeah. you know, uh, but I don't, I'm not afraid. Um, you know, I know that God will protect me and um, what's meant to happen, I guess, will happen. I, I don't know. But I don't really put myself in situations to where something could happen. I don't go How out do at night. How do you know that God will protect you? Uh, he's protected me up until this point. I, I've had a very, like, you know, good life, safe um, and I, I just don't, I'm not afraid. Oh, okay. I don't really know. I can't say. It's just like a knowing. And so do you like go out and about at night on your own? No. Oh, you don't? No. Good. I don't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't stay take, at home. Right. <laughs> don't take the risk like that. No, no, no. I, and if I do go out at night, like, to, you know, to dinner or whatever, I'm not alone. I don't really go in places alone, maybe the grocery store, but oh, okay. that's in the daytime. Do you ever get angry? No. You don't? I you, used to. You, right. Yeah, but not anymore. Oh, good. Um, the reason I'm asking is because I've been having these conversations everywhere I go, right? Uh, another thing I want to tell you all, I want to urge you, do what you want, right? Of course. You need to take control of your own life. You really, really do. You need, I recommend, do what you want. And, and what I'm recommending to you is what I'm doing. And I've been doing it for a long time, right? Um, you need to take control of your own life, become your own person. Because only a daughter or a son of the devil would turn their lives over to someone else. Only when you do that, you wish it be the devil. You go from one devil to another devil to another devil to another devil. And everything that's happening in our government it's happening in each individual. It's happening in each and every individual. So if you get to know yourself and you see this dark warfare that's going on with you, it will help you see that's what's going on with others. 
And the reason that these food uh, shortages are happening and this whole abortion thing is happening because of the same darkness that you're fighting, that you're trying to overcome. It's happening in every human being. I don't care what their titles are, how much money they have, where they live, where they don't live, how rich or poor. That same battle is happening in every human being because we're all born into it. We're all born into it. And most people are not going to stay on that straight and narrow so they can overcome it because it ain't easy being on that straight and narrow. It's, it's only easy if you're willing to stay there on it and don't be deterred by anyone else or anything else. If you're willing to go through all the bumps in, in the road and, 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 and really to endure, then it will get easier become easier as time as you grow out of the darkness, right? But I want you to know it's just all the same spirit, it's all the same battle, so that you don't think someone else has it a little better than you. They don't. They may be covering it up a little better from you, but within themselves they're catching hell. And you got to do what you want, but I would recommend that you let no one teach you anything. Even in these meetings that we have, you let it go in one ear and out the other one so that you don't intellectually learn it. Because you can intellectually learn something and you can, you'll be deceived that, oh, I got it. You know, I don't hate my mama. I don't hate anyone. And then as soon as something happens, you hate. And then you make up excuses for hating. You, um, you blame others. Anyone that blames someone else, you intellectually have it. You don't have it. You're learning it. So you be careful of learning things because the devil will teach you and you don't know that you're being taught because you haven't been able to discern the knowing. The knowing. And a person that knows doesn't teach you. It's, a, it's one that learn and pretend to know that teaches you. And what you're going to realize is that we are a spirit. We are a spirit. We're not our bodies. We're not the mind. We're not the feelings. And, and you will grow to know that. You know, in the Bible it says something like that pre, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Anybody ever read that or heard that in the Bible? Dave, yeah, you ever heard of that? How does it go? Am I right about? I'll, I'll look it up you put it. Yeah. yeah. And I often wonder what did that mean? You can't present your body that way until you have the spirit of God to make that happen. Because your body is, is right now is of the devil. The mind and the body belong to the devil. It's not yours. It's not you. And the devil caused you to do these crazy things. And so what you got to, you need to really be aware. Just be aware of yourself and wish everybody else well. Because if the greatest thing that we can do for one another is to love one another, to pray for one another, not to try to destroy one another, not try to hurt one another. And what's happening in this world today, there's no love. The Christians are as bad as the non-Christians. All in the name of Jesus. And, and I mean the meditators, the observers, the Bible thumpers and all. They are as bad as the secular world. 
They're no different. They don't pray for one another. They gossip about one another. They don't love one another. They hate one another and pretend to love one another. And that's not the way it's supposed to be if you truly, truly is of love. You can't even hate your enemy. You pray for your enemy. And when you live that way, then God will take over. He will, but you got to let it happen. And what's going to happen, you're going to lose all your identities with anything. You get these identities from, you think you know what God is like, and you don't. You have no idea about God. You just intellectually think you know him, right? And so if it's not working the way you think it should work, then you judge. Then you overreact. And that's another thing. Then I want to get to some other stuff here. Um, what I learned to do 30 years ago, because all this stuff, the things I've seen, I had to learn the hard way, go through it. And I don't regret any of it. But, uh, and I'm glad I learned that way. That way I didn't learn intellectually. Um, <clears throat> from this day forward, you got to practice not to overreact to the little things. I've said this over and over again. You got to practice not overreacting to the little things. Things at home, things with family members, husband and wife, you know. You got to stop overreacting to one another. And then you got, if you lose your wallet, don't overreact, right? And when you practice not overreacting to little things without realizing you're being made strong from within to not overreact to big things, what seem to be big things. But if you don't be aware of yourself enough now to practice with the little things, then you're not going to be ready for the big thing, like what's happening in the world today. It will freak you out. And then some preacher will say, oh, the end time is coming, it's here. I'm moving to y'all, y'all land, buy some food, y'all come on too. And then you'll pack up food and you'll move to Yaya land and, and you'll get to Yaya land and be controlled in Yaya land. You'll be controlled by the preacher and everybody else and now your life is still hard in Yaya land. Now you have to end up going back to the hell that you left in the big city because you're doing it because you're following others not even know that you're following. And then when you have to move back to the big city, you blame the preacher that you went to Yaya land. But the preacher ain't responsible, responsible for you. You're responsible for you. You're responsible to seek the kingdom of God in his right way and, and everything will be added. That's your responsibility. And if you're foolish enough to follow someone else, you can't blame someone else for that. Especially grown folks. You got to take charge of your own life. And you got to stay on that straight and narrow no matter what happens. No matter what. So you can't overcome the not you, the ego. Otherwise, you're stuck. And things will get worse in the world before they get better. But they don't have to be worse for you. Because somebody mentioned God loves us. And God is not judging us. He knows us, right? That's why he'll wake you up. Those who seek him. He will allow you to see, um, and then he would take over, and he would clean up the body. He would do all that. He will not judge you. He know that we can't see. He know that we are not responsible for all this mess that happened to us. It happened when we were born into it. So he's not judging us. Human beings judge one another, not God. Even though he tell you not to do it, you do it anyway because you have not overcome 
that nature. But you've got to take responsibility for yourself. Even if you lose everything and everybody around you, you never had them anyway. It's always been fake. It's never been real. So I want to encourage you. And the reason I'm saying this is because I'm talking to a lot of folks now. Not a lot, but a lot. In counseling. And I had a guy call the show this week. And he was said that he had gotten married. They had no children, but his wife was really, really mean to him. She downgraded him, degraded him. And they bought a house and she wouldn't put his name on it. Uh, all kind of stuff. And he said he went to church to get a wife. He thought if he went to church, he would find a wife. The church is the last place you should look for a wife. <laughs> really, it's the last. Go to the bar. <laughs> At least you know what you're getting. <laughs> the church is the last place. The devil is at the church. The devil is at the church. And so he asked me about, he had left one time and went back. And so he asked me something like, should he stay or should he? Oh, could he divorce her? I think it's something like that. I'm like, yeah, dump that woman. <laughs> dump her. Because he married the devil and he didn't know he married the devil. Don't make baby with the devil and get out of there. Well, the Bible said that, something like the Bible said, you're not supposed to get a divorce. But most marriages are not done under the umbrella of God today. So that's why they're not working. That's why they're not lasting. Because when I was growing up, when people got married, the marriages lasted 50 and 60 years. I have family members today who have been married 50-something years. And they had a little fights and things, but when they got married, things were different. Individual people were individuals. Ladies had like a certain style and class about themselves. There were certain things they would not do. And men had a, a, a class about themselves. You know what I'm saying? They, were, they had issues, but they still had, because it was passed down from the parent, they, they had a certain thing going on that ain't there no more. And so when you get married today, it ain't out of love. I hear people tell me, oh, I got married because I was lonely. Who would get married because you're lonely? That doesn't even make sense. How is another person going to stop you from being lonely? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> I was lonely. Oh, I'm lonely, so let me get married. I'd rather take a joint on before I got married out of loneliness. At least your joint fade away and you don't have to fight with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you get married out of loneliness, now you got to fight on it. you got to fight with this person. Because the loneliness is still there and you got double trouble. For the man and the woman. Those are not reasons to get married. You shouldn't even get married because you want children. Because if you get married feeling like you want children, that's a false feeling. That's an ego feeling. And then you get married thinking that, well, I got a wife and kids. I'm about to be happy. And all hell break loose. If something is missing in you, it means that you got to draw closer to the Father. You got to get to know yourself. Don't replace it with something else. Don't replace it, that feeling with anything. You overcome that feeling. This is why you got to get to know yourself 
It ain't about someone else. But once you get to see, know what's going on inside of you, you got to see clearly what's going on inside the whole world. And you will not judge them. Because just as you can't help it, they can't help it. It doesn't matter who they are. And like I was asking about if you saw a woman beating a child walking down the road, how would you feel about it? Nothing. Nothing. Because if you get a feeling from it, it's all ego. You think you're better. Oh, I'm sad for that little child. So I feel all holy. You think you're holy because you feel sad for the child. Or you think you're holy when you get angry at the mother for beating the child. You think you're better. This is why you have to overcome the ego completely. Because you're no better. You may not be beating the child, but you're beating one another. You beat your enemy. You beat yourself. You're judging. You're insecure. You're trying to hold on to people, places, and things. You're no better. So how can you get mad at the woman who beat the child? It ain't your child. You really got to overcome the world. And if you stay on that straight and narrow path, you will. But you got to stay there. And it ain't easy. It's easy to wake up because all you have to do is admit you're wrong. That's the greatest thing is to play God, right? And so you'll wake up and then you'll love God and then, then you have to die. That's the hard part. And only way that's really hard because you are so identified with the not you. You think that you're your thoughts and feelings and it's not you at all. That's the thing that made a home in you. And no one told you growing up, hey, don't identify with the devil. That's not you that feel that way. That's the devil in you. If you're shy, if you're angry, if you're insecure, or you have fear of anything, or you, if I say come up on the stage and talk, and you get all nervous, that's not you. That's the devil in you. And if you, because it is the ego, right? If you stand on that straight and narrow, you will see it's the ego, so... You would not protect the ego. You would go up on that stage and make a fool out of yourself. Because you're not making a fool out of you, you're making a fool out of not you. Out of the ego, but you think that is you. But the only way you're going to present your body a living sacrifice, you got to let the ego die so, so God can clean out the devil. And then your body will be, be presented as a living sacrifice for the truth that dwells in you. But only God can do that. Only love can clean that up. We are not in control of anything. Anybody disagree with that? And so if you lose, let it go. You will gain. If you lose and never argue with an angry person, never try to convince, never try to convince an angry person. You can't do that. You're dancing with the devil. Because the angry person is just going to get angry again and do the same thing, say the same thing, act the same way. They are not ready to overcome. You can't convince them. Like when husband and wives are together, the husband and or the wife should never argue with the other one. If the wife want to argue, let her argue. Let her argue by herself. Really. And watch the devil, how the devil act if he has to argue by himself. He can't take it further if you don't argue with him. Just think about that. You could try this. Never argue with another person. See what happens. They say, oh, you're a slave. Okay, yeah, I'm a slave. And they don't know what to do with the argument then. You are racist. Okay. Because the devil needs you to argue back so the devil can suck life out of you. 
wife need husband to argue back? How else will they stay alive? <laughs> if they can't get life from you, where are they going to get it from? Nowhere. Then they'll go smack the kids and get the kids mad and now they feel better. Whew. I got life for my child. Why do you think mothers hold on to children until they're 90 years old? <laughs> they want the life from the child. They're looking for something. They think that holding on to their adult children gives them a false identity. They think it's going to somehow or another heal them, and it won't. It only make them worse. You got to really, you got to get on this path, folks, and let things happen. Don't try to stop it. Let it happen. All right. Yes, James. I have, <laughs> I have that verse. Oh, okay. I, I'd like to read a few of those. All right. So the uh, passage that you mentioned is from Romans 12, and I, I'll read 1 through 4. How about it? says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, that every man is among you, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly, according as God has dealt every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members of one body, and all members have not the same office. Uh, that is so deep, I can almost boohoo. <laughs> so what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is so deep. And so when you hear that, let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't learn it. Don't assume that you know it. You will come to know it. You will come to know it. So let yourself just live and life will happen. All right. When things happen to you. What they're doing to you, they're doing it to themselves. When you hate your fellow man, when you gossip about your fellow man, when you try to hurt your fellow man, woman, children, or whatever, you're really doing it to yourself because we're all connected in one form or another. And what you do to yourself, you're doing to others, and, and what others are doing to you is happening to them. Ain't no way around it. So when you love one another and not judge one another, that's happening to you too. You got to... It is so, it's so interesting when you really, really, you know, I was thinking about my life and I, I don't like to talk about my life a lot because I know I have nothing to do with From day one of my life, I've never had anything to do with my life, really. And I've had and still have such an amazing, it's so interesting. And I'm like a, a little country boy, really. Came from Alabama, you know, no education, high school education a little bit. But everything that's happened has been so interesting to me. I've never known what's going to happen in my life before it happens, and I've never known how, what the outcome would be. And, and, and there have been times when I've been, like, real scared, especially before I woke up, before God woke me up, right? But you need to let life happen. In the older days, older people used to teach this to the young. That's sort of why I was able to make it this far, right? I kind of knew you have to let things happen and treat everybody the way you would like to be treated, even your enemy. Pray for one another. 
Pray for your enemy. When people talk about you, pray for them. They cannot see what they're doing. They do not see what you're doing. And the men are worse than the women. If you want to get some good gossip going on, talk to a man. That is so strange to me, but I understand it. I understand that they had the spirit of the woman, but a man gossip today more than a woman. It's mind-blowing to see that. But I understand they just cannot see because they haven't had their fathers or older men, older people, women or men to tell them, hey, don't do that. If that person gossip about them, they'll gossip about you. They don't stop at one person. So just stay on the straight and narrow path. Be aware. All right? That makes sense a little bit? Don't nobody like anybody. Don't nobody love nobody. Nobody like anybody. It's all fake. Does that make sense? Really. If you really, 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 really pay attention, nobody loves one another. And that's the problem. Ain't no love in the world. We got to bring back love. And all the way that coming back, you have to be born of love. Everything else is fake love, and that's not going to work. That makes sense? Okay, I saw some hands. Who hands did I see? Okay, I see your hand? Okay. So if that. Oh, let me tell you this about love. The one way to know that you. Two ways to know that you have love is when you cannot feel anything when someone attacks you. You don't feel anything. And. The other way to know that you have love is when you don't need anything from anybody. You don't need anything. And you will get to that point because people who need something from you, they only love you because they got some, you got something they want. Either a title or a little money or fake friendship or fake familyship. And as soon as they get that, they turn on you. Or if they don't get it, they'll turn on you. But when you don't need anything from anyone, anything, in the love, in the attention, in the friendship, in the familyship or innership, then you know you have love. But you got to grow into that. So don't try to make that happen. All right. That makes sense a little bit. The ego got to die. It's got to die. Yes, ma'am. So if the mom is beating the kid, like I would just pass her and be like, you're crazy. Is that not love? No. Why? What give you the right to call somebody crazy? Well, I thought we were all connected and stuff. And I'm not hating her or judging her. I'm just like, that is an objective fact, no? I'm crazy too, yeah? But what give you the right to get involved, period, and call the person crazy? I just want to know that part. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't have a right. But I feel like just because she's in like a public sphere, I can be like, you're crazy. And what does that have to do with you? Yeah, I mean, is, is that like reacting to her? Yes. So I shouldn't even... That's be... your ego playing God. You think you're better than the woman that smacked the child. Not better, but I'm just like, want to be like, dude, you're literally But it's not crazy. even your business. Yeah, I know. I see that now. You're making a judgment. Okay. And I understand. I'm not yelling. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. totally understand it. Yeah. But because you have not overcome that emotional fallacy, state, Satan will tell you, oh my God, go in there and tell her she's crazy. It's like the man was saying earlier, the people with no mask on, I mean, the people that have the mask on at the gym, he would go and tell, why you got the mask on? 
Why he got the mask on? So, but like if my like he's better because he took his mask off, right? <laughs> so now he's gonna jump on the people that wear the mask, and then it's like the people who jump on the folks that don't wear the mask. Who that, are you that you gonna get mad? Cause I don't want to have a mask on. It's all ego. It's all judgment. It's all the same. Yes. So if your friend, quote unquote, right? Because no one is a friend, but. What is the difference between like pointing out like, hey, you have something in your teeth like that? Isn't that that's not my business. But like it's like, girl, maybe just like fix that thing in your teeth. Like what is the difference? Would it be gross to you? Not gross, but I'm just you like, said does it she gross. even know? You know, I mean, if somebody have food on their teeth. You, okay, so you but I'm saying, saying like, so look, she's but not. If somebody a, smack a child and you go over and say you're crazy, you don't have a right to call her crazy. Okay. You, you're as crazy as she is. I understand. We're going over there doing that. You know okay, what I'm saying? So if your friend it's is like... like a, let's say someone is mad at you, mm-hmm. and they go gossip to this person, and you got two devils agreeing. Well, that doesn't even make sense, right? Yeah, but so what if They like, should go to you, right. and then forgive, and be done. Okay, when I go to you, <laughs> isn't that like kind of being in your business? Like, hey, you're kind... I feel like... Only like, if you offended me. You're oh. not in my business. You apologize for your wrongdoing. Mm. But that woman didn't slap you. He slapped the child. Right. But if that woman is like my friend, you still can't judge her, right? But can I be like, you are crazy, you and she can. You're not take getting the, it. What I'm saying. I, I am, but now I'm just like thinking, shoot, like should I even bring anything to my friend's attention if she's not even aware of it? No, right? I wouldn't think about that. All thoughts, all lies, all the time about anything. Right. Why would you think on that? All right. Can you take the mic? So what? Can you take the mic from me? Why? <laughs> what do you think about all what we just no, said? No, yeah, I like it. I'm seeing. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so do you really see or intellectually or is it being no, revealed? No, I do. No, I'm, no, yeah, I'm knowing. The one thing I want you to know, the ego runs deep. Mm-hmm. It really, really, really does. It's deeper than what you think it is. That's why you got to keep your eye on yourself. So I totally understand what you're saying, and all egos think that way. All egos think that way. Nice. It's amazing, <laughs> huh? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Did I see your other hands? Yes, sir. Uh, I remember once you talked about how when you try to, you say you can't, Get involved. I remind me of that. That when you try to help someone, you're really hurting them. Yeah. And it's like to make it practical and stay on the matter. And maybe this will, you know, and just my two cents. But you know, maybe you say something to the lady hitting the child, and you make it worse for the child. And you think you just helped. So what now? Maybe you say something to the woman hitting the child, and you think you just helped, right? Oh, I'm so good. I told her that that's bad. Maybe you made it worse for the child. You are. Maybe you say something because to your friend with all ego for you. Maybe you say something to your friend with stuff in their teeth, and you're about, you're about to go into a, a party or something. Oh, girl, you got something in your teeth. I helped her out, but maybe now she's like, "Oh man, I have something in my teeth. I probably look bad. I don't know what's going on." Now she's all in her head. That's a very good point. Now, if you can tell the person you got food on your teeth without getting a feeling from it, you're fine. Yeah. But if you're gonna get a little high from it, yeah. you know, like she smiled because you told her she had food on her teeth. Now you feel good. That's ego. That's the devil. But, so what? That's too much thought into it. Yeah. Right. You get a little feeling. Or 
you tell someone you got food on your teeth and they get mad. You embarrassing me. Now you feel bad, all ego. But if you just did it expecting nothing in return and get no feelings from it, you're fine. Now don't try to go and make yourself not have a feeling. <laughs> really, because you're still playing God. I'm telling you, of ourselves we can do nothing, and of ourselves we know nothing. We are dumb as a rock. <laughs> We're so dumb that when you do start waking up, it's going to blow your mind how dumb you were and how evil. Really. This is a lightweight stuff that human beings confess. It ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. That's why everybody get up and confess. Not everybody. Oh, I hate my mama. Oh, okay. Nobody care about that, right? <laughs> oh, I hate my daddy. My daddy molested me. Oh, okay, fine. But wait until the real stuff come up. All that stuff is lightweight compared to what the ego is built of. It is mind-blowing. This is why you got, you don't have to, but I encourage you to get on that straight and narrow path and keep your eyes on yourself. You're going to see what's going on in the world around you. You will see because the exact same thing that's happening in you is happening to every human being on this earth. I don't care what their titles are or what. So overcome titles too because titles blind people too. If you got a title, all of a sudden you see that person a different way. A title don't take away the, the, the wickedness of the heart. You can have many titles, and a lot of people have many titles. PhDs, SADs, STDs. Some people got double degrees, right? Pastor degree, Reverend, Reverend Dr. Pastor Bishop. Now you know that's God walking, right? Who need that many titles? You know you're hiding from something. If you need that many titles to get up and go to work, who go to school to get a reverend, doctor, bishop, teacher, degrees, and now they're all proud of the degree. My name is Reverend, doctor, teacher, preacher, Bishop Jesse Peterson. Oh, I better worship you. Y'all got to take control of your own. And what I'm sharing with you is what I'm going through and have gone through and I've learned over the years. It's not like somebody told me this, right? And, but you got to stay on that straight and narrow. And that straight and narrow is not easy. Yes, sir. That's in your hand? Okay. People used to know to stay out of other people's business. They did. They used to, I mean, even if you try to do it as a kid, Mom and dad would tell you right away, stay out of that business. That ain't nothing. To and me. even the person that you were getting into their business, they would tell you, stay out of my business. That yeah. ain't your business. I don't hear people telling people that anymore. Yeah. They hate to hurt each other feel or they want to hear the gossip or they want to be a part of it. But in the old days, they'd be like, that ain't your business. What do you want to know that for? Or why you tell me about that person? Go to them. Leave me alone. Because you know you can't trust that person. But they, you're right. They don't do that anymore. Uh-huh. And then one of the things that I learned about speaking up is that I don't have to do it every single time. That's right. That's deep. I could be at a, I'm often in meetings or at my job and they're saying some ridiculous stuff and I'm just at at work. Do y'all understand that point? You don't always have to respond. 
you don't owe it to the world to respond to the world. Let the world go crazy. Let them say and do what they want. You don't have to respond to the world because when you do, you're responding to the devil. And the devil is in you responding to the devil. That's why you're responding, because you're responding to the devil. And all you have is devil. You don't owe the world a response. I see politicians, whenever they're accused of something, the first thing they do is go out and hold a press conference. Why? All, they, all you got now is a bunch of gossip. That's all that's happening. You don't have to respond. That's the devil you're responding to. That's the devil that said that about you, and that's the devil you're responding to. That's not going to help you in any way. Because what people are going to think, they're going to think it anyway. Because they're of the devil. Their minds have not been renewed. You've got to get on the straight and narrow, folks, because things will get worse before they get better in the world because people are not getting better. And people are the world. The world, the empty world is not doing anything to you. It's the people of the world. They are doing it to each other. That makes sense? So when you see the devil in you, you're going to see the devil in others. You really will. You will see it. Because it's the same battle. Same battle. People are evil. And it's not them that's evil, but it's the devil in them that's evil. You have never done one thing on your own. People that rob banks, they're not robbing a bank on their own. They didn't wake up one morning like, oh, let me go out and rob a bank today. It's the devil influences them to rob the bank. And they think because they've identified with that, they think it's them and it's not. Because they have identified with thoughts and feelings. From now on, never, never say, I feel fear, or I feel anger, or I feel doubt, or I feel jealousy, or I feel envy. It's not you, because when you identify with it, you're claiming it as your own, and so as a man said, speaking so as he is. The more you think that I, but if you know that it's an it in you, it's an enemy, it's a spirit you possess, then you can overcome it, because you're not identified. The real you is not identified with the not you. So stop claiming it. When you go to a drug, drug addict meeting and the people want you to stand up and admit you're a drug addict, don't do that. You're not a drug addict. That's the spirit that made a home in you. And, and, and because you've been turned away from the father, from the light, you use drugs to try to feel better. You get married because you're lonely because you're trying to feel better. You do, it's not you. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you will overcome it. But as long as you identify with it, you're never going to overcome it because that's your God. That's who you think you are. You identify with the devil. That makes sense? That makes sense? What do you think about that? Oh, me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, Jesse. Hi. Uh, I, I don't have an opinion. Do you, do you still identify with the devil? Uh, I definitely, I have seen, um, like, what you call the real you. God has allowed me to see, um, I call it my life force, because I have seen that without that, uh, my body nor the thoughts have life, basically. So uh, being able 
having seen that, it's much easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, remember that. You are not your body. You're not these stupid feelings. You're not the thought. Not at all. You've never created a thought, the so-called good ones or the bad one. And the real you have never had a pain. You've never had a feeling. You've never had a good feeling or a bad one. The real you have never felt fear or doubt. The real you have never tried to latch on to people, places, and things. The real you have never done that. It's not you that's doing that. It's the devil in you. And it ain't easy, especially when the ego starts to die and the pain get rough. It feels like it's you. You want to just scream out sometimes, right? But it's not you. It's not you. Any questions about that? I don't understand what you mean by, like, the ego death is painful. Good. He want to give you a little clue, and then I come back to it. So that's what I'm, I'm glad you asked. Perfect question. And he raised his hand, so he want to respond. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's something that... Oh, yeah. yeah, he has it on. It's been on my mind since, I think, last week when you said our, our feelings aren't real or that our feelings are a lie. And so I, seeing that, that those things aren't me, is, it feels wonderful. It feels at peace. It feels home. But then I start thinking about it, and, and it gets terrifying because it feels like, who am I without these feelings or without these thoughts or without living in the past or the future, I'm so used to doing it that yeah. it feels like I'm dying and that I will cease to exist. I know what you mean. And that's why a lot of people hold on to that misery. Yeah. Because they feel like if they don't hold on to something, who am I? What do I have? You're absolutely right. That's all ego. It's all the devil. So that was something I wanted to ask or, or is... <laughs> Does that go away as you spend more time? <laughs> I can feel your pain. He's like, does that go away? That fear or like that, that sense of, it's almost like you're drowning in uh, losing who you are. Yeah. I don't know if anything else to say. Just <laughs> no, you said it perfectly. Okay. It feels like you're drowning. If that should go away, it feels like there's nothing left if that should go away. There's nothing to identify with or to associate yourself with, right? Yeah. You know, because both of you asked that question, I'm going to have to put my next week biblical question out there right now. I don't want to hold it away from you, keep it away from you. My next week biblical question is, do you live in your confusion? Do you live in your confusion? And that's exactly what you are talking about. Do you live in your confusion? Yeah. You do live in it. And why do you live in it? And how do you know you live in it? I've tasted not living in it. And it's so easy and so natural and so um, correct. But again, it, by doing that, it gets scary. Yeah, and and then that fear kicks me back into the old way, and I know I, that I'm living my confusion because when I'm not, I, I can. It's night and day difference. Yeah, and so knowing that 
so do you try not to live in it? Will you know that, or do you try I, I to do, live in it? I do, and then, you know, life happens, or there's, you, you, you know, you, you drift away from that, or you, you lose your concentration, and then you, and then you come back to do it. Do you think you should live in your confusion, or should not? Should not, obviously, you know, we should not be living in our confusion, but then it feels, I'm just going through like the lies I tell myself or that I, I yeah. believe it's, you know, that this is impractical or that um, you can't be like a monk in a temple meditating your whole life. You have to, like worrying is going to keep me safe or, or living in that uh, worldly view, it's going to... It's like you have to go to work, so I'm going to punch the time clock and go to like that headspace because I'm being adult or I'm being uh, practical. Right. But I know that I'm probably just doing that out of fear because I'm too scared to fully rely on God and to ch- fully just be me. Yeah, amazing. Do you live? Do you live in your confusion? I don't understand the question. You don't understand it. No. Nice. Is this your first time here? Oh, this is your first time here? Yeah. Oh, welcome. What's your name? Yes, same. What? Yes, same. Oh, nice. Um, it's a very good question, and I'm going to get to it in a minute. Um, do you live in your confusion? No. What do you mean, no? Well, how do you know you don't live in it? Right here with the hat. Um, how do I know I don't live in my confusion? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be able to answer that because I don't really think about it I'm in this exact moment. But I had a, I had a thought when you were talking about that. It's like um, you have to be willing to let go of everything in order to live or do anything. And without going into big detail, like years and years ago, five years ago or so, I... You know, let me ask this. Do you, should you live in your confusion or not? No. And why not? Um, are you asking me why I shouldn't? Oh, Lord. Don't do this to me. I just asked the question, why not? I'm talking to you, right? Okay. Um, I mean, I shouldn't live in my confusion because it's... I mean, <laughs> I'll give you an answer for you because all thoughts are lies. Right? I'm not going to gain anything out of questioning my right now. If I try to question right now, live in this moment in my confusion instead of in this moment then I'm, I'm not here right now. I'm, I'm in the future. I'm in the past. I'm not here. So you say you should not or you should live in your confusion? I should not. That's and why, why not? Because if I, live, if I was to live in my confusion, I wouldn't be here in this moment right now. Oh, I, okay. I'd be in the, even okay. if it's the instant future or the just near distant past, I wouldn't be here. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Let me ask a young man in the back. Do you live in your confusion? Uh, yeah, I also don't really understand the question. I'm sorry? I don't know if I understand the question either. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you say, yes, you do? I mean, I feel like life presents challenges. But you did say, yes, I do, but I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> did you say uh, that? I mean, I, I'm black and slow, so I may have missed something. Uh, I would say that I try to seek clarity with, with stuff. Is this life. your first time here, too? Yes, my first, first Oh, welcome, time. man. What's Thank your name? You. Mark. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so nice you time. don't know if you live in your confusion or not? I'm going to say no. 
You don't live in it. I do not. And how do you know you don't live? This is so good. Isn't life so good? This is a blessing. How do you know you don't live in it? Um, I mean, I don't think I have confusion. You don't have it? No. Oh, nice. So you have no confusion at all going on inside of you? Laser focused, yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So what does it mean to live in confusion? I don't know. Oh, don't okay. Know. Amazing. Amazing. Yes, sir. Do you live in your confusion? No. And why do you say no? There's nothing to be confused about. Nothing to be confused about? And um, kind of earlier what you were talking about, and with this week's biblical question, um, once we're aware of our darkness and our wickedness, that awareness is the light to be able to shine on it. And in the same way that when we realize us as a people are wicked, we wouldn't blame all the stuff, the abortion stuff, the Democrats, Joe Biden, whoever, because we will realize that, like you say, we the people. It's not we the government. We are just a reflection yeah. of what comes to the light. So we get mad by the time it comes to the light. But we're really, we're the darkness. We, the people are the wickedness. That's right. Because we wouldn't allow that to happen. It wouldn't be be allowed to happen. I can remember times if I saw the abortion, what these women out there talking about, I want to kill the baby thing, out there marching and carrying on, I would have judged them. I'm like, how y'all going to kill a baby? But because now I can see that they can't see. They're of the devil, and they really believe that what they're doing is true. It's fine. It's right, right? They literally cannot see because if they can see, there's no way they'll be, be protesting to take another life. But they literally just cannot see like we all can't see because everybody done, are doing wicked things in life. You may not be protesting against the abortion thing, but you're gossiping. You may not be protesting, but you're judging. You're angry. You ain't no different than the baby killer. You're no different than the women who want to kill the baby at nine months. It's the same spirit. It's the same spirit everywhere. That's why we, when this, the spirit in Christ is the spirit that rose him from the dead, that brought him from the dead, right? That spirit is in you too. But you got to be born again so you can overcome the dark spirit. But it's, you know, that doesn't mean we accept abortion as being right. We discern it, but we can't judge the people who want to kill the baby because you know better. Just on the mere fact of judging them make you a murderer. You're a murderer. You're judging the baby killer. You want to go over and tell the woman she's crazy. <laughs> it's the same spirit. Go ahead, buddy. And the same way that you say that the vices are the symptoms of sin, the whoever's doing the evil stuff are just the symptoms of us. That's right. Us as a wickedness, we are just the mirror of what you're we're seeing. looking at yourself, judging yourself when you judge others. You're and, really judging yourself. Yeah. And what I've realized <laughs> is that um, the, like, I think in Scripture it says something like the bad will work for the good or something like that, Paul or somebody. And 
like you say, intellectually, um, one way or another, we will see it. It's just that will you see it spiritually or will you see it with your eyeballs intellectually yeah. and, and think and, and be like, why is this happening? But now you're seeing it with your eyeballs because you didn't see it spiritually. Yeah. But the light will shine one way or another. Especially if you stay with it. Yeah. You got to stay on that path. You got to stay on it. Yeah. Um, do you live in your confusion? That's a good question. Um, I want to say no because he said no. <laughs> but, um, oh, what a mess. You know, I, I'm where I'm at, and I, don't, I know that I don't know everything, so I very well could be living in my confusion. I don't, I'd like to think that I'm not. Why do you like to think that? Because who wants to be the living in hell? Confusion? Like to think he wants some ice water too, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got my water. Uh, I, I mean, nobody wants to. I I don't want to live in confusion. I want to be clear on what I'm doing, and a lot, a lot of times I see that I am pretty clear. Um, but so you don't want to live in your confusion because you want to be clear. I mean, I'd rather if if you're thinking about it like. If I'm thinking about it, the confusion. Well, you know, if I, if I, now that I think about it, um, the devil is a mess. Wait till you see the deep devil in you. The devil is a mess. He really is. He's a real mess. But anyway, I definitely don't want to fight to get out of the confusion. I want to be able to be in this mess and still see clearly. So I don't. I don't. I guess I shouldn't say I don't want to be in confusion. I don't want to be say it that way, because I know that every time I've changed in life or gotten better in life is because of confusion or pressure or maybe a little of both. So, but but again, I don't know that I am totally. I don't know that. I don't know how to answer this question. Well, why don't you just say that? I did say that. I started off saying that. You kept well, asking I, it, questions. Do that this young man there. I don't understand the question. Uh, you fight with the question. I don't understand it. Um, do you live in your confusion? And then I come to you. The, co- the, the question confuses me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, uh, Not the anger, baby. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing around. Um, I'm going to say I don't live in it because I think... From I'm, I wasn't quite sure what the question meant, but I, hearing people answer, I think I might have realized that confusion comes from, I think the confusion comes from people trying to, um, you know, what we were talking about earlier today, like they're trying to change their life, they're trying to affect their life and make it better or whatever. They're trying to figure out the things that are going on inside of them and inside of others. And so all that figuring out stuff, like why am I doing these things? And then like, when they don't have an answer and not being okay with not having an answer and not being okay with whatever's going on inside them, that, I think that's that where confusion comes from. What? Are you talking about you or them? I think that's where confusion comes from, and that's why oh. I'm saying I don't live in confusion. You don't live in confusion. Yeah. Should you live in confusion? I don't think so. It doesn't sound like it's a good thing. <laughs> but 
But it's, I think it's, it might be fine to be a confused, but the question is live in your confusion. And, uh-huh. and um, to live in there doesn't seem to be like you're, it doesn't sound like you're living in reality if you're living in confusion. Oh, okay. So. Amazing. Right here. And then Chris. Do uh, you live in your confusion? You raise your hand, right? Yes. Is it for the question? Yes. Do you live in your confusion? Uh, no. You don't? No. And how do you know you don't? Uh, because I live in the present moment with God at all times. Oh, you do? Yeah. And should you live in your confusion? Uh, I, I can't see how people would want to live in confusion. How about you? I don't, know. Should you live in it? No. And why not? Because it sounds like I'd be really confused for a long period of time. <laughs> Instead of being practical and just being in the moment and just letting things unfold for you. Uh, uh, the good thing is that when you do live in that moment and you really trust God, not about knowing or believing, when you really trust him, I mean, like I was, this week I was just flabbergasted. Like it was just good things just happen continuously. Um, and you don't identify with the good. It's just things are happening, but you could see. You could see the good things and things just unfolding. But, yeah, okay. living in the present moment is living not confused. Amazing. Do you live in your confusion? No. You don't? And I how, don't know. how do you know you don't? I don't know anything. What? I don't know anything. You don't know if you live in your confusion or not? Not really. Should you live in it? No. And why not? Um, I mean, you don't want to live in the civil war that is like happening in you, you know? You don't want to live in that? Correct. And why not? Um, well, the dark and the light, they don't really get together. Oh, okay. So that's why you don't, you don't want to live in it? Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> why are you scared? I don't, I'm not scared. You're just <laughs> smiling at me. I'm like, what the heck's that for? No, we just fellowship. is all fun. It's not right or wrong answer we're seeking. That's all this is, right? Um, Chris, do you live in your confusion? Uh, yeah, yeah. And and why? Uh, some I mean sometimes the thoughts can still trick me. So that's the only way to be confused is to believe thoughts. And should you live in your confusion? I'm not sure how to answer it because that makes it seem like there's a choice. Uh, I'll just say no. You're you not sure. You shouldn't. I, I don't think you should. To be confused is to believe the thoughts. So, I mean, you shouldn't. But like I said, it, to say to ask, should you, like, is it presenting a choice. There is no choice. Oh, amazing. Uh, Hake, this should be interesting. I have super chats, too. About that? No, not about that. Oh, okay. Do you live in your confusion? <laughs> I think I do. You, you think you do? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm confused, do I really know what's going on? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I think I do. And why? And, again, this is not a test. Nobody, none of us better. It's for the seekers, all right, or to get you on that track. I do get confused, and, I, for example, I often think about what I sh- wondering what I should do about different situations, but I don't know, necessarily know. But I, yes, I still like ponder on those things. Or I feel like I missed an opportunity to do something, and so I um, get like in my head about that. 
And I feel like that's living in my confusion. Oh, okay. And so, did I ask you, should you live in it? You didn't ask me oh, that Oh, should you live in your confusion? <laughs> when you ask the question, it makes me wonder if I should or should. I, I, by <laughs> default, I think I shouldn't. You but, shouldn't? Yeah, but when you ask me the question, it makes me think, oh, maybe I should. Maybe I should just go on living in it. <laughs> just because you asked it. That's nice. Funny, huh? Uh, that's that's confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Do the super chat, then I'll take you, and then I'll give you my little two cents, and we're done. Okay, a couple yeah. super chats. One from Sing Pray Love. Thank you, Sing Pray Love. She asks what you think about a marriage license. You were mentioning marriage. Do you believe in getting it? And happy Mother's Day. If you are a son or daughter of God, you absolutely do. You got to give to Caesar what belongs to him, right? And so you're doing it because you're giving Caesar back his stuff. But so that's how I feel about that. Okay. Um, Adam Robertson asks. I've never seen real Christian who ought to rebel so much against Caesar. Didn't Jesus say give Caesar what Caesar? Mm-hmm. So if Caesar want your money for a marriage license, give him the money. What's there to argue about? You know what I'm saying? Christ said it. Because they asked Christ the same thing. Should we be giving Caesar our taxes? Why not? Who, 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 who pitches on the, on the dollar? Right? But the Christians want to fight against it. Amazing. Yes. And I know why. Because they don't believe God will really provide. That's why they're doing it. And then they're judging Caesar for taxing you. Now, I'm not in favor of taxes. I don't like taxes, especially in California. But anyway, yes, this is a good question, though. Adam R. gave a super chat and asked, Jesse, can the ego ever fully die? Yes, absolutely. And then one Coldberger Art uh, gave a super chat answering the biblical question. I used to live in my confusion, but once I let go of all of me, I naturally got bored wasting time thinking about anything. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Super Chatters. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. You raise your hand, right? Yeah, the answer for me is... Do uh, you live in your confusion? No. You don't? And why not? I know... uh, I, I used to live in my confusion. I know because I used to live that life, and it was a pain and misery, confusion and fear. It was... uh. It was hell for me in my younger days when I lived in confusion. And uh, uh, I thought I believed in God. I thought I knew how to pray. And, and uh, it was all a lie. Those, uh, those, are, those are the traits of Satan. These are the fruits of Satan. So that's how I, I know. I know because of the contrast. And so should you live in your confusion? Only if you're Satan's child. If you're that person, then... For me, no. So, so the answer is no, you should not? Yes. You should not live in it? No. no. Correct. Let me tell you this. Did you have your hand? Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. Should, it's about this question? Yes. Should you live? Mama, don't speak for her. Come back. Mama, like, yeah. I ain't asking the mama, I'm asking the child. She won't ever learn how to stand up for herself. Yes. Um, well, I think I do live in my confusion. You do? Yeah. And should you live in it? Well, I don't think confusion is necessarily a bad thing. 
Because sometimes you can learn from that. Right. If you just ask the right questions. I can almost boohoo. As a matter of fact, not only should you live in your confusion, you better live in your confusion. You, if you want to live, you must die. The confusion is the ego. And I realized the other day that all my life, God been trying to push me to live in my confusion by allowing things to happen to me. Because confusion is all ego. It is the nature of the devil, and it's the very thing that we all run away from. We all try to protect. So when you're having fear and doubt and worry and anxiety and all that, that's confusion. That's the nature of the devil. And we owe it to God to die. Christ died for us. Who are we that we should not die? And so when you're in that confusion, you must not listen to anything that the devil is telling you. Don't, enter to the, don't listen to the intellect at all, because the intellect is trying to talk you out of living in the confusion. Because the intellect does not want to die. And so when you're feeling alone, you're at home, you have, you're all by yourself. Or you're sitting still and praying, and the thoughts doesn't want you to sit there. You better sit there and let it die and don't listen to anything. The thought would say, make a phone call or go visit somebody or go eat, get drunk, whatever, right? You better live in that confusion. You owe it to die. Christ died for us, and who are we that we should not die? And that's not you that's dying. That's the devil nature that made a home in you that's dying. Then you shall live. You better live in that stuff, that ego. Just live in it. And don't even have a conversation about it because you're going to notice that the devil is giving you all kinds of conversations about it. Oh, this is so bad. You have so much pain. You're so lonely. You're so this. You're so that. Don't conversate about it. And when you don't conversate with the devil, you're present with God. Your mind is right with God. And he's killing. You're dying. And that's your reasonable service that you can do. You must die. You owe it to die. You're not going to live until you pay. And the pain is dying of the ego. Wow. Very, very good. Thank you. You're you, you discovering, you're overcoming the, the ego. You're overcoming that intellectual mind. Everything is dying. That's why when things happen to you, people try to hurt you, and all of a sudden you feel afraid or shy or ashamed, run to that. Let that happen. Let that happen because it's not you that's feeling that. That's the devil in you. So when you and you are feeling that way and it feels like you're not going to have anything. If I lose this, what would I be? What would I have? Right. That's the devil confusing you. Let that ha- and you would be you. You would be a son of God with the father. So let that die. Do not have a conversation about it. Just let it happen and just get up and go to work and do your thing and and, and, and the spirit of the father is fighting the spirit of the devil. And he will, you will die from it. And eventually the pain will be gone. You will no longer be of the ego. Now, let's take a while because you're learning about it. And it's very, very, very painful to the body and mind. But go through it anyway. It's, uh, it's not you. You better live in the, in the confusion. That means that letting go of the ego and just let it, letting it die. That's the confusion. It's not you. That makes sense? Right on. Listen to the babe. Listen to the children. She's absolutely right about that. It is not you. Thank you. Any more you want to say about it? Um, no. Okay. Thank you. 
you better, you owe it to die. And now that you've gone and forgiven, and God has changed your heart from anger to love, which is his power in you, right? He'll destroy the darkness. But when you don't live in it, you're protecting the darkness, thinking that it's you. And don't worry about what happened on the other side, right? You're going to see. Have no ideas about the other side. Don't worry about who am I after all this is over. Do not worry about that. That's the devil trying to confuse you too, right? You'll see. And you'll just be. And you'll just live your life. And you'll just live your life without an identity. So you better live in the ego, in that confusion. Be in it. And let it pass. That makes sense a little bit? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Let it happen. Anybody disagree with that? That confusion is not of God and is not of you. And so every situation that you have ever had in your life has been trying to push you toward that. So you can see that this must die. This is not you. But because you didn't know it wasn't you, you've been fighting against it. And that's why the ego has lasted this long. Because you've been keeping it alive. And notice how when you, and some of you are going to give it a try, and just notice how busy the thoughts get. It wants you to compensate with it. It wants you to think about something else. It wants you to think a good thought. It's trying to prevent you from dying. You owe it to die. Unless you die, you, might not, you won't live. In order to receive life, you have to let a life go. In order to live, you must be born again. You must die. And then the last week biblical question I'll let you see is about all this darkness that's in us that we have not been seeing. What's in the dark will come to the light. So if you let this ego die, don't fight it. You're going to see the darkness because the light is shining on it. I used to think what's in the darkness will come to the light meant that somebody found out that you're a thief. Some people used to tell me that. Oh, if you're doing something wrong, somebody find out. God, kept, God doesn't want the world to be in your business because the world is of the devil. The world would judge you. That's why I tell you, don't be telling your vices to people. They'll judge you. You go to God with it and let go. He knows. He, he will not judge you. So let, let that confuse, let that die. Stop fighting it. That makes sense? Who it doesn't make sense to? Yes, sir. But what if you're not confused about the confusion? Well, the confusion is the pain that you feel, the sadness, fear, doubt, worry, jealousy, envy, strife, and the mind that's feeding all that. That's the confusion that you hold on to because you think it's you, right? But if you, when that comes, when situation makes you feel that way or you feel it just by sitting still or being alone, don't fight it. Let it be. Just live in it. Live in it. Let go. And then, and, and watch what the devil is telling you about it because the last thing the devil wants is for you to let that happen because he doesn't want to die. And it's not really you that's dying, but it's not you. It's that devil nature in you that's dying. But you've been thinking that it was your nature. And so that's the part of it. And everyone has it because everyone is born into sin. We all have the devil's nature, and that's why we must admit that we're playing God by judging so he can change the heart and then fight the battle for us. 
we'll give up. So like, because I feel that Job was aware of his confusion. He knew that it was Satan and his faith was in God. But so Job would, was not confused at all. He didn't I mean. have confused because he already had detached from everything. Right. But right now, human beings are not able to do that because they have not detached. They have not overcome yet. That nature is still in them. And so when things come or if they lose a dollar bill, they'll freak out. But once you overcome that, then if the devil try to hurt you in any way, he won't be able to. You know it's from the devil, not of God. Once you're born again, that nature is clean, the heart is pure, nature is clean, then the devil cannot touch you because you know it's from the devil, it's not from God. But in that, unless that die, you won't know it's not from God. Intellectually, you'll know it, but that won't help. Knowing it is different than learning it. It's different than the intellect. So but us being aware of it, we're, we're not then really living in it. A lot of people are aware, but they're not like really spiritually aware. Someone mentioned it. Right. I think you did. They're not spiritually aware because their heart still has anger. So intellectually, they think that they're aware, but when it comes to die, they're not aware. Yeah. Because once you've truly, truly been born of the heart, then you cannot be unborn. So these things, you'll grow into knowing one day at a time, one issue at a time, one situation. And finally, you... He will show you, okay, here's the next step. You got to die. You'll just see it. It'll be made clear. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm saying, because when you're aware of it, nothing is confusing. But you th- it sounds like you're thinking of confusion as being, I'm confused whether I want sweet bread or dry bread. No, like even just our own evil, <coughs> our wickedness, the world's wickedness. Like when you're aware of it and you can see for what it is, right. there's nothing that surprises you. You just... You just understand it. And so in that, if, it, if the awareness is truly from God, you will get to the point that you really are not your thoughts and feelings. And all this stuff that seems to be happening, you just let it happen. And you will welcome right. that to happen because you see that the ego needs to die. Like the mother hitting the child. Right. There's, no, there's nothing to be confused about because you're just aware of your Absolutely. awareness. Absolutely. You just... If she was aware of the mother hitting the daughter and she had a God-given awareness, it would never occur to her to go over to the mother and say, you're stupid. Right. Or whatever. I don't know. You didn't use the word stupid, right? <laughs> uh, right. But, but if, she, if she's intellectually aware, yeah. the devil tells her, look at that mother abusing that child. Go over there and tell her how dumb she is. And she feels all good. you dumb for doing that. And now the mother mad at her because it ain't her business. And they argue and she feels even better. Because that's the nature of that. You're right about that. Absolutely. Amazing. I hope that just helped a little bit. Did this help a little bit? So let that die. When the war turn against you, they're doing you a favor and don't know it. And watch how you feel about it. Watch if you're mad about it or worried or scared or anything. And if you do see that, be glad and let it happen, right? Let yourself feel that way. Let yourself be embarrassed. Because it's not you that's being embarrassed. It's the devil in you that's being embarrassed. But you think it's you. If you want to live, you better live in that confusion. But don't give in to what the devil is telling you. Don't have a conversation with him. And when you're not having it, you're right present with God. You're aware. 
right? Thank you all so much. Amazing Mother Day Church today. I hope that this helped a little bit. Stay with the silent prayer. Stay on that straight and narrow path. Even what I noticed too is that I was talking to some family members and they all have turned on, turned on each, each other, right? They have joined teams, one group against the other. That, that doesn't make any sense. Of love, when you have love, you don't join teams against anyone. It's not your fight. It's crazy. But anyway, let the ego die. You must die. Christ died. Who are you that you shouldn't die? You're not going to live until you die. The ego is not you. That spirit, that thing in you must die. And it ain't easy because the devil tell you all kinds of things and you feel more and more pain in the body. Don't identify. You are not your sins. You're not them. That's what you got into when you went out into the wilderness. You were turned away from the light, all right? Stop identifying with yourself. This is not you. You're possessed. You are possessed. We all, that's why God rebuked the spirit who we let go. So sit with the silent prayer and watch. Watch. Don't join teams. Be alone, all right? Um, thank you for your support. We have amazing counseling service or whatever you need. And tomorrow we'll read some more of the Super Chats on the radio show. Um, any other announcement? Anything? So that's it, folks. Become your own man. Become your own woman. You must forgive in order to live. You must be born again. Thank you so much. And happy Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day to y'all. Thank you all for today's service. Right. Amazing. So...